Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? Uh, I'm well, Steve. Thank you. Yes. Are you okay, your end? Yeah. Family good? Family all good. Yeah, yeah, doing really well. Um, Yeah, doing really, really well. It's uh, it's all good at the moment. We are... um, We've uh, kick-started our moving process. We're actually moving. So in the future, uh, in, the, in the coming months, when we've actually moved, this backdrop will change to somewhere else. I don't know where yet, uh, which room in the house, but it will be changing. And, um, yeah, it's all very exciting. So we're, we're moving our family to our, hopefully, family home, which should be really nice. So Good. Um, yeah. can't wait. Yeah, really exciting. So I'm sure there will still be instruments on the wall. Um, but in a different setting completely. So, um, yeah, really exciting, really nice. How about you, Dad? All good there? Uh, yes, it's, uh, we've, we've had a good week, and uh, it's, um, it, it's, it's exciting to have really nice weather, warm weather, and it's been very warm today. We've got a bit of a breeze, but, uh, uh, you know, you, you expect that on the coast. So we should be quite used to it by now. Uh, and that can be a bit chilly at times, especially my old bones. <laughs> but I see, I pass people, I've got my use my jumper and my jacket on, and, and I pass people with their shirt sleeves and singlets, and I think, oh, God, how can you cope? But uh, you forget that when you're young, you don't um, feel the cold so much as you do when you get older. But uh, never mind. No, but it's 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 lovely to see the sun, and the sun was very warm uh, today, uh, particularly. Lovely. So yes, it's lovely, and we've got a very good weekend coming up, uh, starting tomorrow. I mean, we like other parts of the country. I'm sure UK anyway are going to be celebrating the coronation, and uh, we've got three days with events going on down here. With fair and fireworks tomorrow night, so it's going to be a lovely weekend. Nice, there's a nice buzz in the area. Then must be a nice buzz down there. Yes, there is. Yes, yes, there is, and uh, people are getting, uh, I, I think, quite excited. I'm not as excited as I once once was, but because um, I can remember very well the original coronation and. Uh, I wasn't very old at the time, I was only 13 at the time, but nonetheless, um, I do remember it very well. Oh, wow. It's Yeah, that's amazing that you got to see, you know, two monarchs, uh, mm-hmm. two coronations. That's really nice. How, uh, how unique an experience. Well, I suppose not as unique. It's just the fact that she reigned for so long, isn't it, really? Yeah, there's actually a high chance of you seeing two coronations but the uh they've been so spread out haven't they um but yeah it's it is exciting um and a bank holiday for us so it's a long weekend for everyone here in the uk which is lovely as well okay this week we've got a new picture to discuss uh which we'll talk about mm-hmm. later um that landscape that you mentioned last week um uh, but first a really interesting talking point and something that we thought we'd bring up kind of a bit of a blast from the past because uh you were contacted by we we received contact from someone that you used to come to your workshops at a place called flatford mill and uh and, 
and uh, that was really lovely to reconnect with this person uh, after so long because when did you stop doing um, the workshops uh, that you used to have with groups and things like that? Well, I can tell you exactly when I stopped. I think it was 1966. 1966. 1966. I was going to... Um... Dad, I think you mean you were 66, not 1966, the year. Oh, yes. Oh, right. Absolutely. Yeah. You see? You see? See what age does for you? 2006. That's oh, right. right. 2006. Right, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would have been 66. And... Um, I'm just, you know, 1966 was when we won the World Cup. I don't know why I mentioned that, but um, I remember very well where I was at that particular time. So I must go on then. Go on then. Tell myself back into. Let's, let's go off on a. Days. Let's go off on a tangent. Where were you in the World Cup? Was one. Yeah. Well, anyway, it was, it was 2006. Yeah, um, because I I retired from my classes in 2005 so I was 65 and I thought it's time to call it a day for my classes but I didn't stop the workshops until the following year uh, and then I packed it in workshops um, and then concentrated really on the things that we're doing now or started the ball rolling on, on the um, the artwork and it was, it was, was a few years a few years in between, wasn't it? We didn't start Colin Bradley Art until 2010, 2011. No, so you had I, a bit of a gap. I, I was. I was selling um, here. I was selling on mail order. And uh, I had quite a lot of uh, customers. It was enough to keep me going anyway. And after all, I I'd had retired, so I was getting my old age pension. And... Um, and private pension, so I was. We, we were okay, and uh, uh, financially, so I, I could indulge myself really a little more in in the um, in my love uh, of pastels and customers. And I had a. It was a bit primitive at the time because I it was only me really here, packing the parcels and. You know, answering all the um, emails and taking the money and all that. And it was a very enjoyable uh, until you came along and we uh, discussed um, starting Colin Bradley Art off. And uh, there you go. But uh, that's when I that's when I finished the uh, workshops. So I hadn't seen um, the workshop anything of the workshop people and uh, since then so it was a while ago that uh, Julie who um, was one of my stalwarts really she came to all my workshops at uh, Flatford and also here do you remember I had workshops here I do remember them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it was you used to run them over a weekend and That's have right. everyone in your gallery so it was like it was like an advanced version of your class. You know, you, you kitted out the room and had your telly and camera so people could watch you on the screen, no matter where they were in the space. Um, That's right. Yeah, That's it was right. good. It was good. It was, very, it, it was successful and very interesting. And we've got a, we've got a, a, a restaurant 
well, we haven't got now, it's gone, but it, it was next door, an Italian restaurant. Uh, they used to, we used to go out of my door, in their door, to have their lunch. And uh, but it was a good arrangement. And uh, I remember, I've got fond memories of it. It was lovely. So when did you, you used to do Flatford Mill once a year? You used to do a workshop there? No. Uh, well, I started off once a year, but very soon the demand was... Um, for the pastel pencil and the animal, mainly animals. I did do some landscapes as well, but mainly animals. And it became very popular. And at one time I was doing three a year. So it it it, it was, um, and I, I can't, can't remember how many years, eight, just a guess, eight, ten maybe years I was doing it. So there was a, a lot of workshops I did. Mm. And uh, I remember one particular workshop, it was um, in the middle of the winter and the snow was on the ground and it was absolutely beautiful. You know, um, Flatford Mill is right deep in the countryside and uh, it, uh, it was beautiful. I re oh. distinctly remember that. It's the only time I remember we had snow at Flatford while I was doing it. So it wasn't in the summer, It was this was in the winter. How lovely, how lovely. Oh, really nice. I, I thought that would take us down, a little trip down memory lane. Mm -hmm. um, incidentally, though, however, I'm curious to know now, as I'm sure everyone listening is, where were you when the 1966 World Cup was won? Oh, I was in, I was um, a salesman in Burton's. Now, it was called Montague Burton then, I, I suppose... The older members would, would remember that, um, but it changed its name to just Burton in the end. And I was a salesman, and uh, we were running up and down the stairs every time there was a goal. If running up the stairs, got another one, got another one. It's, it's very, very exciting. So I do remember because we had to, where I, the shop I had, oh, I didn't have it. I was I was only a tin pot salesman, but the shop we uh, had. Um, was on two floors. Actually, it was on three floors, but two cells floors. So I was uh, on the top, second floor up, and uh, we had the lower floor, so we were kept going up and down, up and down. It was Brilliant. good fun, though. It was good fun. I do remember it very, very well. Oh, how nice. How nice. Um, anyway, let's move on to showing some art and what you've been up to. So... This is a landscape you mentioned, Maple Durham Mill, last week you mentioned it. I'm just going to bring it up on my screen so everyone can see it as well uh, as me. Um, it looks it looks beautiful, Dad. This is a different view of Maple Durham Mill that people um, may be familiar with that subject already on our website. This is uh, a, another advanced, I assume this is another advanced one because it looks pretty well, impressive. No. no, it's not. I've categorised this as intermediate steve um the reason i've done that is i want people to do it and i don't think it's not like the animals with animals some of my animals were very intricate and you know it wouldn't have looked good if they hadn't taken the time and trouble on it so it would have required uh, more advanced techniques but this particular one no it you could do it i mean you know we're supplying a line drawing anyway and all the pencils so you've got a good 
chance, I think, of, of getting this right. Uh, obviously, there are subtleties. There's quite a lot of foliage in it. And uh, I don't think there's anything that would be really, really difficult in it at all, as long as you follow the, um, the lines. Yeah, is this on is this on pastel map mm, sand colored pastel map paper i you know what you could have said gray to me i i don't know why it might be because of the gray in the picture that i thought you would have picked a light gray um for this one that, wouldn't you? i can't really explain why i, I like it it's just when i um, look at a, a picture a photographic reference uh it usually registers with me I think this will go really nice on um, the sand-coloured pastel, pastel matte paper, and it did. It worked very well. It's very difficult to um, to actually tell. I think if if you didn't know the um, the colour, you wouldn't really yeah. tell it was on I, this particular colour. I couldn't have told you. I could only have guessed that it was a light paper judging by the lightness on the picture which actually brings me back to another point of reconnecting recently as you said with julie um and it's really lovely to see julie get back into the art uh, through the website um and see all the new things that you've been doing including using pastel map um and it's curious because back then she would have in your workshops been using ongre paper that's right. And I know Julie has, has purchased both very recently. Um, and so it brings up an interesting question, um, perhaps to other people that had previously worked on Ongre uh, and then reconnecting with your work now on Pastelmat and seeing whether they should continue with Ongre or switch to Pastelmat. Well, it's, it's a difficult question to answer, really. Um, I would definitely say move to Pastelmat when you feel it's right. Now you will find that once you come from Ongre um, uh, and move into Pastamat, you'll have to work harder. You have to layer more colours, you have to build up your base colours. I'll give you a for instance there, the um, Maple Durham mural, the actual brickwork there, I mean it's obviously very old, is, is a grey brickwork and it's got something like six or seven colors put into that and if you don't put enough of the gray I was using the light gray uh, 270 which is a an earth gray that go that went on for I'm talking about the the stonework and that went in and when you first put that on, you've got to put it on quite solidly. You can't just put a little bit of that on and then put a bit more grey on and all the other colours. The reason being that you have to have a good solid base for the colours to sink into it. And there was, I'm, I'm just running off the top of my head, there's um, 189, there's 169, there's 273. There's 181, I don't know how many that is, but it's five. there's more than that. But those colours go into it. But if, they, if you didn't put enough base on, those colours would have registered too fierce. So what you've got there is looking at it. It looks uh, 
it looks there as though you just put a, just one colour or a, a couple of other colours on and there you are, but it's not. There's a lot of work and that's what pastel mat's all about. You've got to put that effort in to start with by building it up. But once you get used to that, uh, it's much, much easier then. I suppose um, another area there would be the uh, the roadway or the, you know, there's the road on the, on the right-hand side. There's a roadway that runs up. It's not an official road. I think it's sort of uh, one of those that, that run alongside a place like that. It wouldn't be a major road. Uh, but that it took quite a lot of work. Again, I would have used the... Um, 270 which is the earth grey on and I found when I was doing that it, it, it took quite a lot of effort to build that colour up and then on top of that you put the 273 but had I put 273 too soon it wouldn't have sunk in it would have been too hard and then it's more difficult that's interesting because that's that's an area that looks so straightforward doesn't look like you have to work for that area but it's interesting but i would have i would have gone back two or three times on that road to actually put more more tones in more Mm -hmm. color the final color on that would have been 175 now 175 again if you put that on too soon it would be too hard too harsh and it's difficult once you've got that in there and you've got that um i can't describe it better than saying a harsh colour it's very difficult to get it off you can't rub it out and you can't say oh well I'll put a whole bunch of uh, colours on top of it it won't work so much because you've marked the paper by then I've told told you this before and we talked about that in the blue skies which is another thing you've got to put lots and lots of white on there a solid white and you don't have to do that with the ombre so much so this, this is the difference, I think. Mm. But I've got to say that uh, if you said, well, why don't you go back to Ongre, Colin, I wouldn't want to do that. Because the, what you see in that picture and you've seen in the cat and the dog and the color, uh, pictures that I've done over the last six months or so, uh, the quality of that is quite phenomenal. Mm. More than... Uh, 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 pictures I've done in the past. It's got, mm. a, it's got kind of another layer. Uh, literally has got another layer, but it, it has a, another dimension, mm. I feel. What was interesting is that we were having a conversation yesterday about this picture, uh, and at this point it was unfinished, and you mentioned to me um, a predicament that you had uh, about this picture, about what you would do. Mm. What did I say? What, what was you, I talking about? Was it you were, yeah, you were saying whether you should include uh, a figure, a person in this picture. And now having seen it without, I'm curious for you to tell me where they were going to be and why you decided not to put them in. And I'm glad you brought that up because it's very interesting. When I started, well, almost finished the, um, the building, I was quite happy well, I was quite happy with it, but at the time I was talking to you about it, I wasn't totally convinced that it was I'd, I'd done it justice. And that's when I mentioned the figure. Well, what I 
You see the open door, don't you? That was closed. It was a closed oh. door. And that's, I followed the uh, reference picture for that. But um, I, it crossed my mind that if I could, it's one of those doors that open, you know, the top opens. Stable up, door. You know, I kind of, I don't know what, there's a special name for that kind Stable. of Stable. Stable door, well done, yes. Well, um, I, I, I had the top part slightly open and I put a little figure in it. And I left that actually um, for quite a while, but I wasn't happy with it. It didn't look right. It looked weird. So eventually I opened both doors. And that created that piece of interest for you on the building that made it yep. something different. But you also notice that some three sacks outside the door, they weren't there. I put them there. I drew those in afterwards. Right. One of the great things about pastel pencils is that you're able to do that. You can change your mind. Oh, I think I'll do that. And if it hadn't worked, you would never have seen it. I'd mm. just close the door up again. But I think it made a big difference. And I, I, that, it's, you think about it, it's right in the middle of the picture. Mm. To get something like that, that was bland, that didn't do anything or didn't say anything, would have been a sacrilege. And uh, I wouldn't have been able to live with myself. It's almost your mark with a picture to have, especially landscapes. We've talked about this in previous podcasts, to have some kind of story or or some kind of something behind the, the landscape. There has to be something, some curious um, aspect to it, whether that's a couple of people walking by and you might think, where, where are they off to? What, you know, what's their relationship to this scene? Um, and so it's interesting to see you create that without the use of a person or a figure in the picture. And you've still put your mark on that. You've still created that curious aspect mm. to the picture by saying, oh, the stable doors are open. There's some sacks outside. Are the people in the house? Are they, you know, are they going to collect something? Are they bringing the sacks? Like it, you have, you, you want to raise questions when you do a landscape and usually you do that through people but you've managed to not do that and i think it's so interesting it might seem so small to people watching uh, this and listening to this but to me i think that is such a breakthrough in terms of what you can do with a landscape well there's something else you don't know i'm sure you don't know and i don't think i brought it up before many many years ago i had an exhibition in in uh, gravesend it, before I had the gallery here, I was just doing it as a uh, an artist, and I, I uh, exhibited my work there. And I had an exhibition there, uh, a three-man exhibition. I was only one of the three people. And I submitted a picture there called Mepham Church. Now, you'll be very familiar with Mepham Church because you're going to move somewhere close to that, aren't you? Anyway... And you'll remember that when you see the church now, remember what I'm talking about. Well, that, pic that picture showed Mepham Church. It was very, very popular and it sold. It actually sold uh, at the exhibition. So I was very pleased with that. But what made it special, I, somebody came up and said, you know, I love that vicar in the doorway. Oh, really? Mm. And what I did, it's the same thing as I did with that uh, picture here, um, Melbourne, 
Maple Durham Mill. I did the same thing. I, I like the idea of not, because once again, the church um, door was right in the front, almost in the middle of the picture again. Mm. And I thought, I've got to do something. I can't just leave it. So I opened the door a crack, not very much, and I put a little vicar in it. Now, it, you couldn't really discern a figure as such, but you could just discern a face and a little white collar. Amazing. And someone picked that up and they said, I love that. And I always remember that. Well, I remembered it to, to this day. So mm. this is where it started off, Steve. It's, it's like you're a storyteller. You know, mm. it's you're telling the story through your work. It just, mm. it just cropped into my mind. Um, well, I, yeah. find, I find it fascinating. I love doing it and I thoroughly enjoy this picture. And I did say that at, at the end, because one of the good things about it is people are going to see that when they see the picture and see me doing it, they'll see the closed door. I see it as I'm explaining it to you. And then the next minute, I've opened it up. And I think it's going to be fascinating for people to say, I thought the, that door was closed. Well, there you go. Someone came in. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. And it's a really lovely picture. I hope people are excited to do this one and, um, and think it's also really great because I, um, I think it's wonderful to see something different as well. Um, in terms of, of what we were just discussing. And there's a lot of aspects to this picture um, in, other than the building, you know, the foliage, as you've said, the road, the the picket fence, the water. Um, it is, there's so many, even the water um, mill, I don't know what it's yes, called that, yeah. um, on the side, you know, there's so many different interesting aspects, but there's only, other than the main building, there's little little snippets of it. You know, people can do a little bit of water little well, quite a fair bit of foliage but you yes. know dip dip their hand into lots of different techniques there well i was flying about all over the place i started off with the sky and then i did the trees and that was all done and then i moved from there to the grasses behind the the building and from there onwards i was flying around all over the place a little bit of this a little bit of that and i like doing that first of all it's mm. not boring you know, because if you stick to one thing and keep going, you get bored. But I do find that when I go back to an area, I have a slightly different view of it and think, mm, I wonder if I can put this in. You'll see those little tufts of grass in strategically placed, you know, by the bottom of the door and, you know, on a, on a fence post. And these are tiny little things that you can put in mm. and as you think of them. But mm. you can really only do that. Well, I say only. I, I used to do it with watercolour too. But it's not so easy because if you make a mistake, I couldn't have opened that door with watercolour. I, I, I wouldn't have been able to. Well, could I have done it? I, I suppose I could have washed it out, but it wouldn't have looked as good as it does with the pastel pencil because you can, you've got the uh, flexibility with the pastel pencil. Another thing I've noticed is that, as we're talking, just to go back to this open door, is that you're your storytelling or your um, aspect to the landscape is never too much. It's always subtle. There's always mm. something that is an afterthought. It's not the main focus of the picture. 
it's not gone you've not you don't look at this picture and go oh the door's open that's not the first thing you notice it's always something that that comes afterwards you know um the vicar in the doorway you know it's 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 never overpowering the picture you know there's not multiple windows open you know it's just the one doorway the one thing it's not taking um attention away from the picture as a whole that's right that's right that's very people. important interesting yeah. another area there if um i'd like to talk, bring up do you remember i i i get confused with talking to you and talking to the video because when on the video i showed my i had the pictures I think it was three different pictures, different views of Maple Durham Mill showing different aspects of it. One of them was the water mill, the actual mill at the uh, wheel. Because on the original photographic reference, it was a blob. You couldn't discern anything at all on it. It was just a blob. It was in shadow for one thing. So I had the, I had a, almost a perfect angle of the water mill itself, the wheel that goes round. And I showed that on the, um, on the video. I actually oh. take people through it and say, this is what I, this is what I now can see. So I re-redid, well, I don't redid it. I, I did it as I saw it on the photographic reference. I had that in front of me. So it was pretty accurate. Well, now that, that's come up really well on the picture. But if I'd followed the reference picture, it would have just been a blob. So it's just interesting, isn't it? Mm. This is what I find absolutely fascinating with artwork. Mm. You, can, you can get your teeth into something like that. Mm. You've still got to put an artistic impression on it because you can't draw the actual. I, I'm, not, mm. I'm not a lover of doing actual um, full detail, but enough detail to make it uh, believable. Mm. Lovely. Absolutely fascinating. What a great discussion. Thank you, Dad. And um, I hope people have found this interesting. If anyone has any questions or anything like that about this picture or anything they want us to discuss, then please, as always, get in touch um, with us uh, and we'll discuss it on the next show. Um, excellent. So have you got another picture lined up? Do you think you'll be no. starting another one? No. no. Uh, when I sent you that this morning, I've been working today producing the line drawing sorting the pencils out and uh you know getting it all on the computer so this I is half really the press <laughs> just finished <laughs> oh excellent oh well thanks for finishing it in time anyway and getting uh getting everyone to see it today that's uh that's really exciting we almost didn't have a finished picture um it was almost a work in progress this week but uh dad did manage to finish it so Next week, we'll catch up with you and see what you've been up to, see what's next uh, on the list. As I said, if anyone has anything they want us to discuss, then please just get in touch with us and send it over, and uh, we'll talk about it on the next show. But for now, we will leave everyone to enjoy their bank holiday weekend if they're in the UK and celebrate the coronation, and we will uh, see everyone next week. So thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, enjoy your week. week. It sounded very good to me, especially in 1966. That really topped the lot. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I really, you're quite right. I was, I was 66. That's what it was. That's why it was in your head. I think that's good, though. It, it's good. It's good content. And it, it's a, it, 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 it makes me fallible. 
It makes you human, Dad. You're human. Yes, right. People get muddled all the time. You're quite right. 